Hey, this is Joe Gatto, and you're listening to Shooting Shit. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at WrestlingWithJonas.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Jonas Podcasting Network proudly presents, on most days, the best two men in podcasting history, the tag team that is the five-star wrestling trivia maniac, Didi. Jay, the hot one, Giovanni Chuhati, and we are shooting shit, and you are listening to episode number 49. Thank you for joining us. Two-man show today. Let's go. Thank you for joining us. This is episode number 49 of Shooting Shit. A little bit of shit for your week here. Um, it's me and DDJ. DDJ, how are you doing tonight? Good, man. Good, man. And kind of let's get the guy, the viewers and shooters out there a little peek behind the curtain. You know, you all know these outside this show, we all, you know, are, are fathers. And, you know, sometimes the responsibilities of being a father, it's, you know, takes us away from the show. And, in this case, you know, such as Joey K, uh, his little one's a bit under the weather. So, little man, you know, we hope you get better, man. And Joey K, you know, keep on playing uh, Super Dad right there. Oh, yeah, man. It's it's like, you know, Heath Slater, we got kids. Yes, um, we do. You know, and, and like you said, Oh, no ground K, pool for me, though. No. <laughs> well, shoot. You know, Joey Kid's got a few over there, and he's taking care of the little one, the youngest. So hopefully, he gets to feeling better, man. And we have Joey K here with us next week after he's gotten the little man settled up. So, Dave, before we get into it, do we want to tell him about uh, what's going on next week, or do we want to wait till the end? What's going on next week? Um, well, uh, I know us ch- chatting, you know, in our gr- group chat and, you know, Facebook and stuff like that. I stumbled across the fact that we recently hit a milestone with this show. Five people listened. Well, to those five people that listened, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. But, uh, no, we, uh, we, we, uh, just surpassed, uh, one, the one year anniversary of our first time doing this show together. And, uh, Next week, we're going to have our official anniversary episode of Shooting Shit, and, and it's going to be our 50th episode. So how, you know, how convenient. How apropos, the 50th week is our year anniversary. I like the way we do that. It's kind of funny how the way things work out sometimes. Couldn't have planned it better. Nope, better. Couldn't have backed into it any better, more like it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so next week, mega episode. We may even give ourselves the permission to go over an hour. We may be 100% bullshit, no wrestling. We don't know. Stay tuned to find out, though. Yes, stay tuned. A classic John Ritter movie, by the way. That's right. So, what do we got on tap for this week? Man, there's actually a lot of stuff that's been going on and, and that, so... And it's more or less that more or less stuff that's mainly outside the ring. Um, where do you want to start? I mean, there's so much to go for. You know what? Last week we gave a lot to the WWE. This week I think it's going to be fairly AEW heavy. Let's jump into AEW. Um, do we just want to go straight into it. Let's go straight into it, man. Uh, so yeah, so you you know it's. Re- the wrestling business is, is is so just 
interesting and it's just so unpredictable because you know what you see on tv there's always more to what's going on and stuff and you know with the news that come out after dynamite uh you know apparently all is not well uh in the aew locker room yeah and the sad thing is you know, you, you start to hear things of small things. There was things even back when Cody was there, you could kind of hear about people either not liking Cody or there's some cracks in AEW that no one's wanting to talk about because they're a new company. It kind of feels like maybe the the honeymoon phase, if you would, for the company is kind of finishing out mm-hmm. with all of these um, backstage rumblings of what's going on. And I mean, the biggest one, and we, we might as well hit the biggest one, the elephant in the room first. CM Punk kind of going into business for himself on that promo, but it seems like he might be malcontent, which is a CM Punk move. Well, where are we standing on this, man? I don't want to sit there and take a stance on this because I don't feel, I feel like that there's still more to this story that hasn't been put out there. And we're only getting like, you know, secondhand accounts from, I'm not going to even glorify any of these uh, these specific people or groups. We're just going to say the dirt sheet writers who have a tendency to just, <clears throat> I think, really ruin things for the rest the, the the wrestling fan out there because a lot of times we want to be surprised, you know, but they feel like they have to, you know, to deliver the news and maybe so and stuff. But I just I don't want to specifically name or call anybody out and all that because this is just all just I, a lot of this is dirt sheet writer stuff i mean i'm not in the locker room you're not in the locker room you know joey k is not in the locker room you know our guys at such good shoot they're not in the locker room you know and it's just so we don't really know we're only go we're only basing our opinions on what's being reported and like i said i still feel like that there's more to cut more to this story than what we're what we're being made aware of now obviously if the if if this could be a case of history repeating itself because i mean this is essentially slow down okay for those of you who aren't up on the dirt sheets and don't know where we're hitting that guys because ddj said you know we're not there we're not in the locker room the dirt sheets are claiming that you know, Punk's issues right now are kind of stemming from some backstage heat he has with management. Uh, apparently, he felt slighted during one of Handman Page's promos during their little um, feud that they had. Uh, could have been an ill shot at him and Colt Cabana situation. Um, there was also news that, you know, the heat there kind of caused Colt Cabana not to get re-signed by AEW. But he's such a locker room presence that the locker room pretty much went to bat for him. And, you know, Tony Khan signed him to ROH. Um, so that's kind of the stem of where, you know, we're hearing CM Punk is unhappy and CM Punk is going into business for himself um, with some of those shoot promos he did this past Wednesday. So now we're caught up. DJ, go ahead. Yeah. And, and just like I said, that, we're just going by what's being reported. Like I said, nobody's. And, and you know what? We're more than likely with a lot of this stuff, we're not going to get the truth. We're going to get he said. We're going to get you know. We're going to get he said. We're going to get he said. We're going to get some version, but we're not going to get the actual true story. We it's the only the only ones that are that probably know the 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 true story are those involved in the situation, and they sure as hell ain't going to tell you know you know any any anybody. But I mean, it's just it's a shame because, you know, we're also coming on one year of, you know, the one year anniversary of uh, CM Punk's, you know, return to pro wrestling AEW. And it just kind of seems like, you know, the a lot of the bandwagon fans are, you know, already jumping on, you know, the oh, this is history repeating itself or, you know, CM Punk, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, I even saw a video out there of someone burning a CM Punk shirt. And it's just like, first off, anybody that burns a t-shirt just because someone does something or like the Jersey burning of like, you know, when LeBron went to Miami or whatever, that's just stupid in my opinion. No, I'm I mean, there wanna, with you. Yeah. You want to, you spent that money. I mean, I guess you spent your money, you know, your hard earned or whatever, however you got your money on your stuff. You have the right to do with it what you want, but if you're going to sit there and spend, 
$35 on a t-shirt. And then just because something's being reported and you don't know the truth, you're going to sit there and burn it. Yeah. You're a dumbass in my book. Oh yeah. Big time. And I mean, it's like you said, your money do what you want, but that's just stupid. I'm mad. So something I've already paid for, meaning I've already contributed. I'm going to burn. Get out of here. But this kind of just points to a bigger issue, man. Something that we've talked about on this show quite a lot. And it's not. And and, I, and just to give it to your point here, I don't think it's just some of these bandwagon fans, man. I think this is just fans. This is. The IWC, which we all know is super toxic, they're waiting for something. They're they're, they're bated breath at everything, man. And, and 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 this is kind of the one thing. And I see I see some people out there, you know, that are kind of I, whose sentiments I echo, you know. And it, it, I love being a professional wrestling fan, but a lot of times I'm at when I see stuff like this, it's kind of embarrassing to be a wrestling fan. Because, you know, as you, you know, as big a wrestling fans as you and I are, you know, we, we don't sit there and we don't bash the product. We don't criticize like, and, and, and again, you have, it's your right to do whatever, but I mean, it's just, I, I've never understood why people feel the need to bash critique, you know, just continuously. Like, are they, is it, are they, do they lead that pathetic that sad of a life do they do they feel mighty when they're sitting there on their you know as bully ray would call it twitter machines or you know their laptops you know doing the the doing doing what a version of the stroke <laughs> yeah not that stroke but that's well they might do that later who knows you know a la randy marsh <laughs> um but I mean, it's just, it's seriously, uh, to me, it, it, as much as I love pro wrestling, professional wrestling has the most toxic fan base out there. And, you know, and, and I don't remember who said this. And I, I just recently, maybe you might, uh, able to, you know, kind of help me out in this. But there was somebody out there who was pretty, I, I can't believe, I remember if it's a wrestler that basically said that. Wrestling fans are kind of the worst fans because they wait to criticize. And it's true because wrestling fans criticize the wrestling product more than I think any other fan base in any other like professional sports league, uh, like musician group, basically anything. Um, the only people that I think that are about as top, and, and again, and I, I feel bad because I know some people that don't fall into this, and I'm actually part of this as well too. The only <laughs> other people who I think come close in terms of how to- how toxic they can be towards something that they claim that they love are Star Wars fans. <sighs> Am I wrong? That the Last Jedi is not canon kills me. I mean, oof, these Star it Wars fans are not, crazy. The la- okay, so a little bit of Star <laughs> Wars talk here. The Last Jedi. Not a very good Star Wars movie. I will admit, I did not. It's out of all nine of the star, official Star Wars movies. Well, I guess you can throw in, you know, Solo and uh, Rogue, uh, Rogue One and stuff. The Last Jedi was probably my least favorite out of all of the Star Wars movies. I will say that, but you know, I'm not going to sit there and devote, you know, tw- 24 hours of my life, seven days, <laughs> 365 days a year, is sitting there. Like that guy, the like the fat guy in South Park that was playing uh, World of Warcraft, you know, be killing everybody. You know the guy I'm talking about, and sitting yep. there and and spit, or the comic book guy from The Simpsons, you it know, stinks. No, that's Jay Sherman. Jay Sherman, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be Jay Sherman. I'm not gonna be the comic book guy from The Simpsons. I'm not gonna be the guy from the South Park episode that sits there and spends my entire uh, day. In there tweeting about how Star Wars, you know, The Last Jedi is not canon. I got better things to do with my life. <laughs> but going back to bringing it back to wrestling here, because this is what we are. We're a wrestling so, show. Oh, to get ahead. to that real quick before we get to the nuts and bolts back to where we were at, the quote you're thinking of, I think could go either way. It could have been either MVP with his tweet with the worst fans in the world are wrestling fans, or the people who hate wrestling fans the worst are wrestling fans. No, it's the people that hate wrestling. Wrestling the most, the most are wrestling That's fans. That's the quote. Was that MVP that said that? That was MVP. 
he's dead on with that. And and I don't get it, man, because we're fans. We're marks. I mean, we buy the merch. We've been to more shows than I can freaking count. We're going to be at All Out. We're going to GCW. I'm going to we'll be, be at Rampage. GCW. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we buy – look, I got a Cody right here with me. I got a Jay White, you know, your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Well, you're soon to be WWE Heavyweight Champion. Dun, dun, dun. What's going to happen? Um, yeah, and that's the red version too, because everybody got mad and marked out and left them on the shelves. I got like four of these bitches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, why? Why is wrestling the fan base where you know it's it's cool to shit on it? I I think it stems from you know not wanting to admit that you're a wrestling fan, so you shit on the product. But you're watching the product. You're talking about right. the people and, that and, are like you. And we're pe- way past the days where it was taboo to be a wrestling fan. Like, it's 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 common now. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, I've gone to, like, Walmart to get something. And someone will be like, you know, hey, yeah, the too sweet. Or, you know, see, like, an AEW shirt or something, you know, or. Like I'll be out with my, I'll go out with my wife, and somebody will comment on my shirt, and then I'll look at my wife, and she'll roll her eyes, you know. And, stuff. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like at my job, I have a, a couple of small little Funko Pops that I opened up because of broken boxes. I got a Cody and Bucks opened up, mm-hmm. and people come by and they're like, "Oh, what, what are those?" I'm like, "Oh, they're wrestlers for AEW." Oh, okay, yeah, it looks just like them, and they'll go into you know what wrestling they liked. I found out that this dude that you know is on two teams that sit like on the other side of me. He was into wrestling back in the nineties and he's like, Oh yeah. I like wrestling back with DX and all them. And people, you know, it's, it's not like you have to hide your wrestling fandom guys to where we cut it down. Even though we watch the product, it makes no sense. Yeah. And, and we, and we, and we all, and you and I and Joey K always talk about, and you know, how wrestling brought us together, you know, wrestling, it re- probably, the I, the wrestle professional wrestling is responsible for most of the friendships. I shouldn't say probably it is responsible for most of the friendships that I have out there. You, Joey K, our guys that you know such good shoot. You know Brad from you know a toilet side. You know, you know our buddies Jordan and AJ and Ty and you know guys that we're going to be going to the seeing at you know in a couple weeks at GCW and AEW and stuff like that. My friend. My friend Brandon, my friend Charlie, you know, you got, you know, the grill master stew and all that and stuff, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's given so much to us, but yeah, it's just, why do people, you know, it, it just, I don't get it. I don't either, man. It's just, it's weird. It's, it's one of those where it's okay to say you're watching wrestling. Obviously people are watching Raw still gets what? Two point something million SmackDown gets one point something million. AEW brings in almost a million. million. Yeah. yeah, so there's people watching, and that's all U.S. people for AEW. That they don't count international, and they don't count people <clears> who watch it. You know, who save it to their DVR. Or, you know, watch it like on the TNT app, or you know, people that watch you know Raw and SmackDown on Hulu, and yeah, and everything. these shows are always trending on Twitter when they're live. Well, so somebody out there is watching. Well, yeah, I mean, take you, you. You talk about trending. I mean, last night throughout the the show, uh, SmackDown was num- trending number one in the U.S. and and with good reason because uh, SmackDown was really good again and stuff. But kind of going back to the let's kind of you know get back get you back know, on there get back on the track here um, and and stuff. You know, it's just the stuff with Punk is I'm not going to sit there and pass judgment on anyone until I I've, I've heard more. I mean, it's 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 disheartening because AEW is offering such a great alternative to the WWE, and you know, it's just I hope that whatever these issues are, they can be they can be worked out to a point where you know you don't have to like each other, but you still can go out there and do business to together because in the end, when if 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 it's punk and you know mox and they don't like each other but they're man they're they're man, they're men enough they're mature enough to go out there and do business you know who wins everybody 
everybody wins. And that's in the end game. That's what I think that that's what I want as a wrestling fan. I want everybody <clears throat> to win. You know what's funny? You're saying that, man, and it makes a lot of sense. I'm in corporate America. I work an office job. I work with people I may not like some days. There might be some people that I'm you like, have my oh. red stapler. Yeah, no, I don't have your red stapler. <laughs> but it's one of those things that you have to work with people that you don't like at times. It doesn't matter. And I think we've all done it. We've all done it. And and you know, wrestling shouldn't be any different. And I think that's one of the weird things about the sport is you hear things about people not liking each other, people getting blacklisted. I know that was something that was said about some wrestlers that Mm -hmm. if they didn't like you, you got blacklisted from a promotion, you got blacklisted from a certain place or things of that nature. And that's, it's a little weird. I mean, in in a place where any normal job, you have to be grownups and you have to put on that smile. You have to work with people. Same thing should apply here. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) And, and that, you know, I mean, it's it's all a part because in the end, you know, we all we all have a job to do. You know, Punk has a job to do. You know, Mox has a job to do. Jericho has a job to do. Jovan has a job to do. Once I get medically cleared, I'll have a job to do, you know. <laughs> Once I get medically cleared. You like that, huh? I do, I do. But the point is, is, you know, we all have jobs to do. But, uh, you know, regardless, if we were to have people around us that we don't like, well, we just got to put our big boy pants on and keep on going because in the end, we all have a job to do. Talking about a job to do, apparently there's going to be a job to do next week. Because we're getting a champion next week unless we don't. But the match is made. CM Punk and Moxley for the unification of the title, the AEW championship, which in my opinion – one of the most beautiful belts out there. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening on Dynamite and not all out in the next few weeks? I feel like they they the 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 only thing there's there's two things that are gonna come out of this, and the, the, if we get the the one, it's gonna lead to a rematch. But there's gonna be a lot of pissed off people, and I think they're in Cleveland. Um, I I I feel like. There's something like they 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 Tony Khan must have something bigger planned because throughout this whole thing, you know, especially once he showed up, everybody's assuming okay, we're getting Mox versus uh, Punk to unify the titles at All Out, which in itself is a match worthy of headlining a major AEW pay per view because you have should be the main, huh? It should be the main, yeah. Oh yeah, and it probably would have been if you know if this was going on, you know. If this was going on at uh, you know at the pay per view, this would have been the main event. But I mean, it's like we're getting you know. I just I feel like that there's just so much more to this and stuff. And because you don't sit there and give away a pay per view match for free, if if you don't have you, you better have something big up your sleeves because the, the I think the people in Cleveland aren't going to accept some bullshit non-finish where there's like a double count out or a double disqualification or the match doesn't start, you know, and then they get it on the pay-per-view. Now, yeah. is, is it Cleveland Moxley's area? No, he's Cincinnati. Yeah, same place. It's all Ohio. Yeah, well, you know, <clears throat> but anyway, anyways, right now, well, they're both Cleveland and, uh, and Cincinnati are better than my bears. So, I, oh. Yeah, and that's well. Cincinnati's pretty damn good. I mean, they did go to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, that's the that was a surprising team, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Burrow, Magic, and Jamar Chase, man. That's yep. that's how you turn around a franchise. Yep. And that's so. But um, I mean, I just I don't I feel like that again. There's they they there's got to be something bigger. They've got to have someone in the mix and stuff and uh. I just like you say, you just you don't put this match on unless there's you have something bigger planned. And uh, I have my theory on to uh, on to what I think this bigger plan or and who this involves. Uh, but before I go into that, Jovan, what is your take on this match happening? To me, it makes no sense. We're talking about it happening this week, 
which is literally less than is it around two weeks from all out so after next week it's a week all out out as of when this episode <clears throat> will most likely drop it'll be two week two weeks from the day this episode drops which would be Sunday yeah so, but uh, I mean that's the match so is basically Wednesday. a week and a half out of all from week and a half away from all out at, when uh dynamite hits the air on uh Wednesday night so we're talking 10 days maybe <laughs> yep to all out from the time that they're having this match. Why are we rushing the match? To me, it makes no sense. It makes it, it makes little booking sense. Um, unless once well, again, I don't want to hit back at it, but maybe there is a malcontent and you're trying to get your belt off of the malcontent before the malcontent leaves. They have to do the one last job. I love Bret Hart and the screw job. But to me, it doesn't make sense to have this when you're so close to a pay-per-view. You need to sell this pay-per-view, and so far what you've given me, I mean, I'm going either way, <clears throat> but I'm not oh, necessarily yeah, you, excited. You better. I mean, I went through the trouble to make sure you got your tickets. You bust <laughs> me there. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, if I wasn't going, I don't necessarily think that what they've put out there so far is going to make me say, oh, I need to go. Nothing's I, announced, and that was your marquee. So what are we doing? Do you not want to sell and, the pay per view? And see, and see, at this point in time, the 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 fan base I don't think is going to accept Punk versus Mox at all out at this point. Like man, there has to be do it different, and you can't just go in and put like I don't. There's really not many, if anybody that really you can put out there like at this point in time, this close to the pay-per-view that like, you know, are going to get people buzzing to the point where it's going to help the buy rates. There is one one. person, there is one. And I think you and I are pretty much in the, I think we're thinking on, we're on the same wavelength here. Yep. And if we don't, I'm going to be very shocked and upset, (laughs) but I mean, there's only one person at this point in time that you can put out there to go up against whoever comes out of this match as the champion that the fed that's going to get the fan base talking. It's going to get people, you know, trying to, you know, last minute scrounge up the money to go get the tickets to, you know, head out to the now arena to go, you know, to their, you know, Bleacher Report or pay-per-view provider if you know they're showing it in the movie theaters and to me the one person that's out there that can get kind of I guess basically for lack of a better term save this pay-per-view is uh, is one MJF my Jewish friend I I mean at this because I mean he hasn't been heard from since he cut that 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 pipe bomb promo uh, what was that after the dynamite after uh, double or nothing? After double or nothing, yeah. When he like, lost nope. to yeah. uh, Wardlow. Wardlow. No uh, mentions of him. You know, he was told to be pulled from all advertising. You know, obviously people are speculating. You know, he's be. You know, he's sitting at home or whatever. I, from the start, have said that it's a work, and I think that we're going to see that that come to fruition. If CM Punk wins against Moxley. It has to be MJF. I think if Mox wins against CM Punk, it has to be MJF. I think, it, 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 uh, it, or, or something like MJF has to be factored into this equation in some way, regardless of who wins. Because again, the fan base, I don't think. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say they won't, because you know there are a lot of things. You know, the fan base can be very surprising at times, but I don't think the fan base is going to accept you know, Punk versus Mox for the second time in less than two weeks as the main event of a pay-per-view when they just saw it on free TV. Yeah, and there's no big name out there that's pending. No, Well, there's one, but I don't think he'll move the needle as much as an MJF will. Who's that? Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Oh, I no. Think we, we, love Johnny Gar- we love Johnny Gargano, but yeah, yeah. no, it's he's, yeah, he's not moving the needle. The show loves Johnny Gargano. We're shooting yeah. poop to him. Yeah, we're but, shooting poop to him, and we—I—I I think it's pretty much a given at this point. I—if he—if he shows up anywhere than a WWE show, I would be shocked. 
Yeah, he's probably set in for Triple H's WWE, but even he, I don't think, moves the needle as much as an MJF would just because of everything that's going on. Right. Quite frankly, I don't see anybody else on the roster that can move the needle right now like MJF would just due to the heat that's there. The only one that I think, like, and this just kind of came to my mind, and this is just kind of region out there. Right now, I think the only other person I think the fan base would accept into this 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 situation or whatever, and even then, at this point in time, I think it'd be kind of confusing to them, but I think he's so over with the crowd that I think they would get over it. The only one I could think of would be Eddie Kingston. Oh, I love Eddie Kingston. Oh, I do too. I think he's, you know, I mean, he's a phenomenal promo. I've I've come out I've gone out and said I think he's this generation's Dusty Rhodes. Oh, I love it and stuff, you know. But I mean, yeah, I, I, he like he's someone someone that the fans have been calling for, you know, put the strap on him and stuff. So he's really the only. But then again, like I said, we talk about moving the needle. Did he? The Eddie Kingston does not come anywhere close no. to moving the needle like MJF does. MJF right now, <clears throat> that would be mega heat, mega heat. <clears throat> Even if, you know, he's doing this. Because Punk seemingly turned heel Mm. on Dynamite. And normally the heel versus heel magic doesn't really work that well when it comes to championships. But when Punk went against Mox the first time, he kind of did that save us from Mox bit. Mm. You know, and I could see him within a week because he would only have maybe one shot at a good promo. To put himself over PG Punk. And I think he could do it. I think he's got, you know, Dude, the remember ability. The pro- re- remember the promo he cut uh, when he talked about, like, you know, growing up as a Jewish kid and being, bull- like, like he had people going, like, you know, yeah. each busted open. They were talking about, was that real? I mean, he had everybody going with it. And it, see, you know, it, the it, psychology it, of that, yeah. though, and just to get real quick, because... I was talking to a friend of mine mm. and I told a friend of mine, I said, look, the psychology in that promo was greatness. Cause you're telling this guy, I looked up to you. I idolized you and you left me. It's classic narcissist of you're the reason why I'm like I am. And it's just another freaking level worth of promo work that this man does. Well, you think about it too, because when he cut that promo, he was walking, like punk came out and said, are you serious or whatever? Like, and Isn't one thing that true? Yeah, and one and one thing AEW is really excelled at, and I think WWE starting to find now with Triple H kind of running creative. That you know they're getting better at is they're 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 good at connecting the dots and you know and tying things together because they can easily go back to that. They'll easily be able to reference you know that part of the promo. Yeah, and stuff. So um, obviously we also got uh another you know another return this week on on Dynamite of one. And I admit I was wrong. I, I honestly didn't think it was going to be this guy because I. But you know what? It was good to see him in the ring. Welcome back, Kenny Omega. <clears throat> and that so Kenny Omega you, question: Is he not a hundred percent? Was it ring rust, or is it a work on his working style right now? I think it's a little combination of all three. Because, you know, he was, it was pretty, it was known out there that he was pretty well beat up after, you know, even going into that match with Hangman. And, you know, when he took the time off that they said he was going to be out a while. I think, so I think it's a little, I don't think he's fully 100%, but I think he's close. I think it's obviously the ring rust because, I mean, it's been what? uh, 277 days. Yeah. So you're talking basically eight, almost nine months. You know, yep. about an approximately nine months since he's been out of the ring. But also, too, Kenny Omega can tell a story. And he can, you know, and stuff. So, I think it's a little combination of all three. See, that's where... See, I'm a, I'm a Kenny Omega fan. I'm a Mark. And watching the match, <clears throat> I had to ask myself, am I getting worked by Omega? Because there was moves, obvious moves, that he's hit in his whole life that were missed. There were spots that looked sloppy. I said, okay, is this ring rust... Is this him not being at 110% or is this him telling a story of him not being to where he needs to be? Because if you remember the belt collector story, everybody was saying on how he was doing this 
with hurt knees, with vertigo, and he was having some of the best matches of his career during that line. So a part of me wants to say that maybe he's not 100%, and the other part's like, but he knows how to tell that story in the ring, so he might just be yoking it up for that reaction. I said I think it's a, I think it's a combination of all three of the, the different factors that you uh you met you alluded to. All right. So of course they put on a hell of a match with Roosh, Dragon Lee, and Andrade. But the Bucks and Kenny Omega move on. Mm-hmm. Looks like they'll probably get the uh Commonwealth King and the Aussie boys next. Oh, that is gonna be a banger. And there's so much storyline there with the Omega and Osprey beef. Yep. I I honestly wouldn't mind seeing both of these teams lose so we can just get Omega and Osprey. But oh, we'll get that. I mean, it'll happen eventually. It'll happen. You know what I mean? And honestly, it, you know, it's you know, we it's out there that you know. Osprey lost to Okada in the uh, G1 final, and from what I heard, was a great match. What a match! The ending was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So maybe because it it sounds like obviously it was also announced that Wrestle Kingdom's only go, it's going back to one night. Um, but I mean, we've heard in the past rumors that there might be some AEW involvement. So I mean. Honestly, we could get that. I mean, this could eventually lead to getting maybe Omega and Osprey or Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, what better what better way for uh, Kenny Omega to return to Japan than at their biggest show of the year? That would kill. Omega walks on water in Japan, and him and Osprey would put on hell of a show for everybody. Um, one small thing going back to the G1, which shout out, congrats. To Tomatonga, the good bad guy, hell of a showing in the G1 this year, yes. made it to the semis. Um, I don't like the finish. I don't. I like the match. I like the finish. I don't like the results of the G1 finals. It's not that I have any issue with Okada winning because mm-hmm. I'm an Okada fan. Okada is the man. He's been the man for the past few years in New Japan. He is the bar. That's what it is. He's the legend. He's a living legend. He's the bar. But certain things to me are sacred in wrestling when it comes to records. The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak shouldn't have never been broken, in my opinion. He should have retired with that thing intact. Bruno San Martino's record reign. Bruno San Martino's record reign should never be touched, even close. It won't. I'll go... As much to even say 16 times with Rachel, with the nature boy Ric Flair should never be broken. Well, it's not Cena's side. Yeah, fucking Cena. He's not coming back for another run, though. But Okada with the G1 win ties Masahiro Chono for the most G1 wins. We could have let Chono keep the four wins to himself. I mean, that's one of the pillars, the all-time greats. Oh, I don't Chono's feel like Okada needed it. Chono's a badass. Yeah, so I just feel like Chono should have kept that record, man. Mm. So, But, I mean, it's just kind of going back to, you know, everything with AEW, with the, this tournament. I mean, we had a really good match on Rampage with the uh, best friends versus the Trust Busters and stuff, you know, and... uh Somebody, one thing I want to talk about the trust busters. Yeah. It was kind of it was kind of funny. You saw this things that somebody pointed out, and I think Tony Khan replied about the trust busters. It was something to do with uh like how like it's almost like the trust busters thing is like Tony Khan parodying himself because he because of like the the talent or whatever. I forgot how it was compared, but he talked about how uh, Parker Boudreaux was like the ex WWE guys at the fanboys or the the, the the whatever the state WWE stands or whatever sit there and say oh they're always hiring like you know Ex WWE w- guys yeah that uh Slim J was the indie darling yep and uh Ari Kiss Ari Davari yeah, and then Sunny Kiss was the AEW homegrown yeah I saw yeah. that yeah I thought I thought I thought that was funny and then like I think Tony Khan even replied like I like 
Like he he was almost impressed by someone's assessment of that because it was it was actually a pretty good assessment. If that's the case. Yeah, if it was meaningfully done. But that's my thing with this group, and you know I'm probably not the only one not to get it, but I don't like the group. I, I don't like the trustbusters. Maybe it'll grow on me, but Arya Davari comes out, has got money to spend, a la Grimes, a la Million Dollar Man, a la anybody else that's used this tired trope in wrestling of I have money so I could buy henchmen. Parker Boudreaux, fantastic. That looks like a henchman. He looks like somebody you would buy if you're buying muscle. Slim I know he'd be someone I'd want watching my back. Yeah, me too. Slim J, not so much. Um, I feel like we could have gotten someone else to really play off of Boudreaux. Um, maybe somebody a little more tenured, a vet, to help out the rookie. Mm. Um, Sonny Kiss as the mouthpiece slash manager slash whatever Sonny's going to be doing. I love because I love Sonny. Sonny needs more TV time. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. To me, one out of three pieces don't work for me. So the whole thing's kind of black. And with that, I'm going to make a hit row reference. Hit row rapping for me is kind of black. Also. Yeah, hopefully. And, and yeah, definitely the crowd did not like that. They, I think they pretty much shit all over it and stuff. Uh, so let's just hope that that's, you know, Triple H is kind of like seeing that. It's like, okay, that didn't work, you know, because it's like they got the exact opposite reaction they got from last week. Like last week, everybody's like, yes. Leave it to the acclaimed. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the acclaimed, Scissor Me Daddy ass is back. Oh, loved it. Scissor Me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, nah, it, it's just a lot going on and stuff. But uh, we're gonna really rapid fire real quick on AEW before we move on. All right, but rapid fire away. Rapid fire on AEW. In case you guys missed it, they did announce for AEW's All Out. We're getting a Casino Ladder Royale match again. They haven't described what it's gonna be, who it's gonna Who's be, gonna nothing be like that. Well, the Casino Ladder match. They've done one before. It's basically a ladder match meets a Royal Rumble where it's like two guys start. I think it's like every 90 seconds. Basically, but you that's try to assuming grab- it's going to be guys. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be. I, I just I feel this is going to be this is going to be the proverbial. Let's get as many people on the show as we can, Matt. You know, now I'm pushing for it to be a be. women's match. But like but but see, and the thing is, is I, it's interesting because it's like a ladder match like two guys start out and like theoretically one of them could grab the, you know, whatever the contract or whatever they they'll hang above the ring and the match would be, could be over, you know, before even the next person comes out, obviously it's not going to be the case because everybody that's going to be in the match is going to get featured. And for the, I'm just ballpark. Like I said, I don't even know if he's going to be announced because I don't think, but I don't think they've announced anything for him. Dear God, please let Ricky Starks win this match. I like Ricky. Um, Ricky is awesome. Moving forward, we also have Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm Storm for the Women's Championship, of course. Yep. Um, (laughs) What else has been announced for the show? FTR and Wardlow against uh, Jay Lethal, (sighs) Satnam Singh, and uh, Sanjay Dutt. I have such big feelings on this, and none of them are good, so we'll wait for next week so I can hear Joey K team on it with me. Yeah, um... I know there's a lot of stuff that's being teased. I know. I think. I think a while back, Eddie Kingston challenged Sammy Guevara to a match. Don't um, tease me, DDJ. We might. Obviously, the way that um, the uh, the uh, that that two out of three falls match, which was just outstanding. Um, it looks like we might maybe get Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho at all out. You know, and the whole which which side you know whose side is Daniel Garcia on? I mean. We've been, I think we've been like calling for him to be a part of the Blackpool Combat Club. You since know, it started. We, yeah, since it started and stuff. And I mean, maybe this is how he gets in. We shall see. All right. So, we ready to shift gears off of AEW? Uh, yeah, let's uh, shift gears here. <laughs> so, um, All right. Yeah. Fire away. What do we got, uh, hot one? So, 
going into a little bit of off the wall talk. I'm going to take it to the Indies for a moment because it's only going to take a minute or two. Indie talk. We have a little bit of GCW news. You know, DJ and I will be at GCW Art of Warfare number two. Art of War Games. Art of War Games, excuse me. Number two in Chicago. And the main match there, man, so far announced is going to be a banger with the, you know, dim boys going against every decent tag team in GCW, it seems like, in yeah, a massive two-cage. inside the double uh, the double cage. It's going to be in GCW. It's going to be insane. It's going to be nuts. But it's not the only GCW news we have. And if you see us at GCW Beerus, it's only like a $3 beer. You could take that. Um, There's been a new challenge for the GCW heavyweight champion, John Moxley, who did defeat Effie in his last match. Mr. MDK all fucking day, Nick Gage challenged John Moxley for the heavyweight championship of GCW. Once again, this time it gets a little spicy. Mox said, yeah, but career for title. If I beat you, you're done. If you win, you take this title. We haven't got a date to when it's going to be done. Hopefully, it's done in Chicago so we can see it. Hopefully, it's um, night one because I think they're doing two shows. Hopefully, it's the night that we go. Yeah, they have the whole weekend. They have the the Art of War games or whatever the hell it's called. They have the one that they're doing with Black Label Pro. They also have Big Gay Brunch. They'll be doing another one. It's their whole Second City Summit. Yeah. So, they have like three or four nights going there. So, hopefully, it's the night we're there. If not, I might have to think about doing the other night um so that's coming up soon you guys and i know i know we're excited to see the gcw show yep so shifting gears from gcw to ccw which is one that you know man i ain't heard those three letters in quite a while we have not heard those letters in quite a while it's because they're making a don't call it a comeback Looks like CZW will be holding another deathmatch tournament in Delaware. It's going to be on October 29th, 2022 in Delaware. If you're a CCW fan, if you're a deathmatch fan, this might be one to go to. Um, Definitely am excited about that. I will have to find a way to watch because Delaware is quite up there. I've never been, so I probably won't go. But would love to see CZW have a thriving return because i mean it gave us guys like john moxley nick gage and all these other ultra violent dudes that are just amazing yeah i you know i mean let's you know be kind of anxious to see you know what comes of this you know and i mean obviously if this means more people find work i'm all for it hell yeah so switching gears now from the indies Two just general last thoughts, man. What else do we have to cover today that we haven't hit? Uh, we got to talk some WWE stuff because there's a few things that are going on. I mean, we've, you know, got a, a, a match announced for Clash at the Castle that I think is going to re- possibly be a show stealer. That being the Intercontinental Champion, uh, Gunther, going up against Sheamus. I mean, these two are literally just going to beat the snot out of each other. Yeah, there's... That's going to be a whose chest could take it the most match. And, and, and prop and, and pro, big props to triple H and the, you know, the team for doing in such a short time, put raising just, just the prestige level of both the, you know, the intercontinental and the United States titles to a level that they really haven't been in terms of like how just important they felt, you know, in such a short time. And they don't I mean, feel like throwaways anymore. No, and, and it's really good because considering, you know, Roman's got, you know, both uh, both major titles and he's on, you know, he's on, you know, he's basically kind of doing the Brock Lesnar uh, schedule now. So it's nice that they're making, you know, these secondary titles feel like primary titles. You know what? Out of necessity, man. And I think that's a great thing. Just like you said, Roman's got both of your top. So what do you do? You have to make your mid your top because the top guy isn't a top guy right now he's doing something's always got it there's always something's always got to be on top because if you have something in the middle and the top's removed 
What's in the middle becomes the top. Love it. Greatness. Um, no, no way that Sheamus wins that, right? No, I mean, you, right now, Gunther is the perfect person to hold, be holding that Intercontinental Championship um, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to, I think he's going to, it's going to, like I said, it's going to be a, a just two guys beating the, just the snot out of each other. But yeah, just to me, I, I you, you don't take the title off Gunther right now. So, talking about changes in WWE, I hear that there was a uh, surprise NXT call-up due to uh, injuries. Yeah, um, originally for this NXT, or this WWE Women's Tag Team title tournament that's been going on, it's actually been pretty good um, and stuff. Uh, we were supposed to have some NXT representation, from, uh, on, and that was supposed to be represented by Zoe Stark and uh, Nikita Lyons. Um, Sounds like uh, Zoe Stark was injured in her match against, you know, and against uh, Mandy Rose and Nikita Lyons wasn't medically cleared, whatever that means. But um, hopefully Zoe, if she Zoe Stark is injured, hopefully it's not another serious one because she just came back from uh, it was a torn ACL and you know that kept her out for quite a while. So hopefully it's nothing as serious because she's uber talented and is going to be on that main roster permanently very soon, as long as she can get herself back on track. But uh, a team that the team that replaced uh, these two, honestly, I think should have been in this tournament from the get go because yep. uh, and stuff. So, and that's uh Gigi Dolan and uh, JC Jane from toxic attraction. And they got a, I'd probably call it an upset over against uh, Sonia Deville and Natalia and SmackDown. And yeah. they didn't look half bad doing it either. And it's like you said, man, they're the former tag team champions in NXT. It only makes sense that they should get a shot at the big time. Right. Um, Natalia and Deville. I mean, Natalia's got experience for days. Sonya Deville is no bum herself. So, yeah, it was a hell of a win. Um, yeah. Kind of reminds me of Private Party going over the Bucks, the Bucks. you know. Yeah. It kind of feels like that kind of win that could propel you throughout this thing. So, hopefully they keep on going. Yeah, it's gonna be because you know with the teams you got left, you've got one, you've got one side of the bracket where it's you know these new talent, you know these new talents that are kind of still kind of trying to get used to being on the main roster with Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah going up against Toxic Attraction, and on the other end, you've got you know what like really two veterans of the WWE ring and Alexa Bliss and Asuka, and you got two. Um, now, while they're new to the main roster, they're definitely no slouches in the ring, you know, because there were two, uh, you know, mainstays of the NXT women's division with uh, Dakota uh, Kai and EO Sky, you know. I mean, it's the brackets. It's a table of two different, you know, levels. And, and so it's going to be kind of interesting to see where this goes. And, you know, and I mean, if the rumors are out there that are true, you know, I mean, where do the former champions, you know, play into all this? If they, if they even play into all this. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's interesting for sure, man. A lot of things WWE is doing right now to kind of keep us interested and keep us there. Right. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the buzz, you know, the WWE really hasn't had a buzz this positive and this good in quite a while, you know? And I mean, it ain't the product isn't perfect. It's never going to be perfect, but the product is better than what it has been, and it's it's definitely seems like it's trending upward. And I mean, there's definitely reason to be excited if you're a WWE fan because I mean, WrestleMania. I guess they're saying WrestleMania sales are like going extremely well for LA both nights. So that's that's good. Ninety K in one day. Yeah, between between both nights. Yeah. And stuff, so it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, with all that and stuff. But I mean, you uh, know, DDJ, I heard a rumor. You heard, heard a, a rumor. rumor. That's right. I, I heard a rumor that WrestleMania 40 is going to be in the city of brotherly love. I heard that too. And I also heard a rumor that the SGS Collective may try to bring all of our crazy asses to Philly. Think yeah. well, I guess if any town's equipped to handle the SGS collective, it's Philadelphia. <laughs> we can't do anything worse to it that hasn't already been done. I mean, they greased the light poles there during riots, for God's sakes. They throw they throw didn't they, don't they throw like uh 
like ice covered snowballs at the at, yep. at, at the football at game. Santa Claus. Yep. The Eagles fans did that to Santa Claus. I hope they so, all got coal in their stockings for that. Exactly. So yeah, man. City of Brotherly Love, watch out. You might get the guys from shooting shit. SGS, maybe we'll talk Brad into going. Who knows? Oh, 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 hopefully, if you know, if if we do all get together, hopefully we don't tear down Joey K's house. Oh, that's the plan. The plan is to burn his house down. He just doesn't burn know it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Let's see. Man. You know what though? The the I think the biggest news out of uh WWE doesn't even have to do anything with the main roster. I mean, I think uh what just recently got announced, you know, it's it's intriguing. Um we got Elias the new... is in the hospital. Oh yeah, surrounded by his family. <laughs> beautiful picture, such a beautiful family. Oh, I'm sorry, do you see that uh do you see that that meme going around about the 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 leaked list of the 2013 Royal Rumble. They got Kevin Owens at one, and then like literally the entire Ezekiel Dude. Elias family. <laughs> if, if they could pull that off, have Elias come out, have Ezekiel come out, I'll be done. Well, hell, they did it in '98 with Mick Foley coming out three times. I mean, I guess if anybody could do it, it would be it could be Elias. We shall see. Yeah, but um. We, we saw a lot the last couple of weeks on NXT. If you've been watching, you've seen a lot of uh, talents from across the Atlantic showing up on the product. And it kind of had you think, and it had me thinking, I think I talked to you about this or in our, in our show chat and stuff like, okay, what is going on? I mean, the last couple of weeks we had, you know, Tyler Bay, we had uh, Blair Davenport, the former uh, B Priestley, we have, you know, Gallus show up. We've had Pretty Deadly on. And it just seems like uh, a lot of the NXT UK talents come over this way. And it kind of had me thinking, you know, what's going on with, uh, um, you know, what's going on with uh, NXT you know, UK? Yeah, NXT UK. And then, like, the next day or so, we got the news, you know, with first off, you know, and, you know, all the talents that from NXT UK that got released, you know, best – you know, wishes and hopefully some of these towns find their way back. But, uh, and it sounds like NXT UK is going away and they're doing the world's collide pay-per-view. I believe it's the afternoon of all, like it's right. It sounds like it's going to lead into all out in terms of the time they're doing it and stuff. Yep. Um, and that, so we're going to get, you know, NXT versus NXT UK, but it's NXT UK is going away and it looks like, uh, NXT Europe is going to take its place. Yeah, it's a hell of a move, a branding move, I guess, to get everything, you know, not just England-based, because NXT UK is that Welsh-slash-England-based wrestling fans. Scotland, I, I mean, basically, it's... Everything it's, right there. Yeah, everything in that area. Spain, you know, but Portugal. Make it more centralized. Call it NXT Europe. Yep. You're opening the doors to so many other talents, so I think it's going to be good wait, in the wait, long run. Did you say you're opening that's right. I see what you did there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but it, it gets that opportunity out there. And I honestly think it'll be a good show because NXT, NXT UK was putting on some amazing product. Yeah. And I mean, they were actually, and this is funny because I hadn't watched NXT UK in a while. And I watched uh, not this past week's episode, but the week before. And it was the start of the. UK title tournament because apparently uh, Dragunov had to vacate the title due to an injury. Yep. And, you know, and they had the first two matches. And then when I saw uh, at the end of uh, Heat Wave after uh, Braun Breaker, who shout out to Braun Breaker, who is apparently uh, an item now with uh, Cora Jade. Good for you, Braun. Golly, lucky bastard. Is he on your list? We haven't done a list in a while. He, You know what? He is on the list, that genetic freak. I bet he's a genetic freak like his uncle. <laughs> oh, man. Scott Steiner so, speaks so highly of him. I, I heard so much. He talked about Braun so much when I hung out with him that weekend. It was so nice to hear. But going back, um, you know, I'm watching the, the, the end of that match, and all of a sudden I see Tyler Bate come out with the NXT UK title, and I'm like – Spoiler. Oh. Yeah, spoiler alert. And stuff, you know, but yeah, the NXT UK, you know, if you can't, it's kind of hard to sometimes 
sometimes to find time to watch, but if you can find some time to watch and do it, because it's, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, they've got some really good talent over there. I turned it on and I got to actually see William Regal's son, I believe who goes by Charlie Dempsey uh, and stuff uh, was over there. Like so some of the talent that we saw crossover Gallus is, you know, was a great uh, act on there. Yeah, obviously Tyler Bate, uh, you know, JD McDonough, who is Jordan Devlin, um, and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of good talent over there and stuff that I think a lot of people would benefit, you know, from taking a, you know, a few minutes just to watch a little bit of it. I definitely agree. Give NXT UK a shining, give it some looks before uh, worlds collide. And before we get the new relaunch of Europe, and I think Europe's going to bring a new relaunch of NXT 2.0, man, we might get NXT 3.0 black and gold. We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't, I, I think the numbering thing, they maybe, I, I don't know, but yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting, I'm interested. They're going to Matt Hardy it. It'll be NXT version three. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can, can I sneak in one small wrestling thing before we call it night? Sneak away, my man, sneak away. Impact wrestling. I love impact wrestling and you guys know it. Impact Wrestling has just announced their first toy line in a very long time. They're going to have four figures come out next year in 2023. Any guesses on the four wrestlers that will be in the first line of toys? Uh, Let me see here. Josh Alexander? No, surprisingly. Moose? Moose is one. Javon's probably got five figures on pre-order. Moose figures on pre-order. Damn right. He's gonna line them up all around, and he's gonna Fight he's gonna do the Cody. things to those Moose figures that he and Joey K accused me of wanting to do to Matt. Oh, come <laughs> All right, so Moose is one. You've got three left. Uh. Okay, we got Moose. Um. Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards is two. Good one. Just to help you out, that is the only two men in the line so far. Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace is three. Um, let me see. Uh, trying to think here. Tasha Steeles. Not Tasha Steeles. Damn. I know. Um, trying to think of someone who would who, like female. Uh, Chelsea Green, not Chelsea Green. Okay, I didn't think it was her as soon as I said it because she hasn't been there really long enough this last stint. Holler out to the Chelsea Green. Love the hot mess. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. So I'm trying to think who else. Surprised this one hasn't been named yet, man. I, I thought you would have got her quickly. Mickey James? Not Mickey James. Wow. Uh trying to think here. It's probably gonna be one of those ones. If I don't guess it, you tell me I'm gonna be, I'm gonna You're gonna be very upset when you hear it, yeah. All right, tell me. The virtuosa Diana Perrazzo. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like the figures will be available in 2023 being made for Impact via Cella Toys. So you can find them on Shop Impact soon. Once pre-orders go up, I am gonna grab me all four because those are really, really cool. You're gonna you're gonna buy five moose figures and do ungodly things to them. And gonna Ty's wrestle. gonna buy three three of each of uh the uh the the, the Diana Perrazzo's. Yeah, because we all know Ty loves the ladies. The like ladies God. love Ty, though. You look at all his damn mentions and stuff. They're always like liking his post that he puts up there. I'm like, what in the hell? He's got this thing well, about you do him. Real, hey, you do realize that he pays money to get these pictures, so they're smiling because they just got paid. <laughs> look, paid or not, some of these, like, he gets retweets for some of these. Like, he was at a show with one of them, and he Took a photo, was like, here, watching this person. The person liked it. I'm like, what the hell, Ty? Every time. Oh, yeah. Well, Ty didn't get a $120 tip from Scott Steiner, so. I've never asked what you had to do to get that either. See how good of a friend I am? 
I told you what I did. And we'll leave it there for everyone to wonder what he did. Ladies and gentlemen, this was episode number 49 of Shooting Shit. Just a Mod Podge of Wrestling this week. Thank uh, you very much for listening. We were Joey Kalis. Hopefully he'll be back next week at the Young and Historic well, Better. Man. Uh, thanks again to Joey K, DDJ, the Johnners Podcasting Network, uh, the ladies out there in payroll, the guys in catering, and last but not least, y'all for listening. Have a good night. Oh, and don't forget, next week's our big anniversary show. Big show, big show. Do not forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Follow the show on Twitter at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T and thanks for listening.